Welcome to the Pinch Music Podcast, episode number 1111. Uh, today, we are still in quarantine, which is awesome. We're all having a blast, so we're doing it via Zoom, and we have some more people with us. Um, and uh, yeah, episode 11, we're going to be doing another, you guessed it, panels with panels. With gin panels. That's right. Hey so uh, all brought to you, of course, by the Paperhouse Network, which is a beautiful podcast network featuring the Gone Girls, uh, the Carrie Allen Picture Show, uh, the New York Comedy Club podcast, and the Pinch Music podcast. And we have some new other things uh, in the works, so stay tuned for that. We also have an Instagram page now, which is fantastic, and a new logo, which was designed by uh, Jim Panels himself. Um doesn't just make playlists. Yeah, so go to at uh, Paperhouse Network, and uh, you can like us there, support us, um, you know, so that we can uh, do beautiful things through this quarantine period. Uh, today, we have a wonderful playlist because we decided to curate a happy playlist since the last ones were the Apocalypse one, uh, sad songs, music to, uh, to cry through the last episode was really depressing, and I think we all wanted to slit our throats after that episode, um, and so we decided to come up with a happy playlist um but we're gonna go a little bit differently with how we did this and, and just to introduce who's on the zoom right now um we have a couple more people uh from the office slash the comedy club um so we have emilio savone on the top left there he is uh my uh, business partner a heterosexual life partner and uh the jesus of comedy and co-owner of the new york comedy clubs how you doing emilio hi scott uh, we have Nick Angelo, uh, otherwise known as The Ear. Uh, he's got the high fidelity picture behind him, and he's got quite a beautiful haircut, and he just had his birthday. Happy birthday, Nick. How are you feeling, buddy? Uh, thanks, Scott. I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling old and trapped, but, you know, ready to get happy with this playlist. You look better than normal. Well, Nick, at least you're not 40 yet. What are you, 39? 38. You're 38? See, you're good. You're doing fine. Uh, and then yeah, we have the lovely- hair really works for you, Nick, by the way. Thank you. I actually, thought, I actually thought you were 40. I was saying that to bust your balls. Oh, well. We might have to uh, mute Emilio's mic, but we'll see if he <laughs> behaves or not. That's one strike. Three strikes, you're muted. Uh, mm. Welcome to uh, the podcast, Amy Hawthorne, who is uh, the booker at the New York Comedy Club. In case you didn't know, I am a co-owner of the New York Comedy Club. Um, and, uh, of course, the New York Comedy Club podcast uh, features a lot of these people um, talking on the podcast, if you want to see them, we're doing a little cross hibernation here. Um, but, uh, Amy, how you Synergy. doing? I'm okay. Wait, are you doing the video part of this? Why are you describing people visually? I didn't wash my hair. No, I'm not doing the yeah, video there, part. There's going to be no, describing no video. It. This I'm, is I'm just describing it because people are not seeing the video. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm good. I still love the zoom squares. So, uh, I'm very happy right now. Yes. I posted yesterday on Facebook that I hate the zoom squares. I'm very sick of zoom. I'm sick of people doing zoom videos. I'm sick of content generally. And while we make some content, I am sick of it. Um, but what are you going to do? You know what I mean? You got to take it one day at a time. Uh, and then we have the lovely candy here. Uh, candy Claire is also a booker of all of our outside rooms. And, uh, I'm not sure what else she does here to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, she does new talent. She has a new talent, talent, uh, <laughs> She has a new talent class, uh, which she does, which is uh, currently is. Are you are you doing the new talent uh, stuff on the uh, on the zooms? Well, I have it set up. I have like a, I have like a secret group with all my alumni, and we're crafting pilots and and stuff together. So you're anxiously waiting for the quarantine to be over, like the rest of us. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, there was a little delay there. Uh, and how are you feeling today, Candy? I'm okay. I have a real bad sciatica flare, so I'm sitting with a heating pad. Okay, and uh, just so you know, there's like a four-minute delay on your video, so I'm going to have to be doing She's like live from the field. I mean, <laughs> what is this? Down there, Candy, right? Candy, how's Jeez, it going it's down like there? It just takes extra for it to get to New Jersey. Yeah, what are you, at the White House? Um, okay, so uh, then we yeah. have Mr. Uh, Mr. Andrew. Andrew Tomlinson is actually the manager at the comedy club, uh, and he's with his beautiful daughter, Ella, uh, who he is watching uh, while his wife sleeps at 1.14 p.m. in the afternoon. That's how you know they have a new child. How you how you guys doing over there, Andrew? Uh, we're doing great, man. I'm uh, I'm still on my high from getting through with unemployment. Oh, wow. Congrats. Did you actually get through? Well, you, got, you got through? Yeah, man. Only a thousand attempts, but we made it. Congratulations. Um, I still have been waiting to file for unemployment because I feel like it's not worth it. Um, but we'll see. And then Do it we tomorrow. Have, the new system's out tomorrow. That's what they say. Um, I'll wait. Uh, panels, Mr. Jim Panels is the, our last beautiful guest here. How you doing, Jim? I'm doing great. Do you want to explain to the listeners what the uh, format of the show is going to be today? Sure. So we decided to do it a little bit differently than the previous panels where basically, you know, everyone on the panel picks two to four songs that they think fit the list. Um, this week we did happy songs. And basically, you know, we always have a really big playlist and then the, you know, few songs that we actually discuss. So the way we did it this week is everyone picked, you know, a big number of songs that they felt were happy songs. And then I went through the list and picked what I felt was everyone's best, meaning the happiest song on their list and the least happy song on the list. And everyone, so we're going to listen to those, you know, two songs from everyone and everyone's going to have to defend uh, why they selected the the song that I did not think was very happy. Well, that's fantastic. Um, and before we jump in, uh, before we jump in, we're going to play the clip that Nick sent us and uh, we'll see who recognizes this clip. And Emilio, as you're texting, FYI, this is a shout out to you. Also, no texting, texting. No texting. I'm not texting. Don't look at Instagram, nothing. We're here together. Here we go. I just called to say I love you. Do you have it? Yeah. Great. We have it. Great. Can I have it then? No. No, you can't. Why not? Well, it's sentimental, tacky crap. That's why not. Do we look like the kind of store that sells I just called to say I love you? Go to the mall. What's your problem? Do you even know your daughter? There's no way she likes Who can identify what that's from? So that, of course, is a scene from the movie High Fidelity. Uh, where a guy comes in to try to um, buy, I just called to say I love you, and Jack Black's character says basically what he what you just heard. And the reason why that's so important to this um, podcast for two reasons is a, the panels with panels is basically based off those three characters in the movie High Fidelity, as Jim, myself, and Scott all think that we are the underappreciated elitists of music knowledge, and we look down on everyone, and um. And the look second down on anybody. That I, indeed, I don't look down on people. Yes, you do. Yes, you most certainly do. And indeed, <laughs> uh, Emilio put the song on the happy list, which just was absolutely hysterical to me. He also put a thousand other songs on. I think. Yeah, Emilio, just, what happened, buddy? You went a little nuts. Just it was songs that make you happy, not just songs I like or songs I've heard once. 
<laughs> you know, I was, I was, I, the, the sun was shining yesterday, and I was, I was enjoying listening to a lot of these songs. And I just want a little run. You know? It was hard for me to find songs that make me happy. Well, I was actually going to say, I felt like, you know, I, I, since I had to do the selections, I really went through everyone's picks in detail. And I could definitely see everyone's like personalities coming out and what they felt was a happy song. You know, nope. Amelia was just like, apparently everything makes him happy. <laughs> I've heard this song before. It makes me happy. You Scott know what I- was like his, like his happiest songs, except for one or two, I felt were just like, they just weren't sad. <laughs> it was like neutral is yeah. I mean, for me, as good as you're going to get. And the, for me, you know. a song is happy when it's the type of music that you can put on in the car on a sunny mm-hmm. day and drive to, or yeah. it's for me, happy is like calming or like a relaxing song. So it's yeah. a little bit different. Yeah, it's not yeah, like totally. toe tapping necessarily. It's yeah. more like, ah, I'm relaxing. And it, any song that makes me less, less anxious usually is a happy song for me. Um, yeah. you, know, you know what and, I thought was interesting yeah. though going through the list is that last week when we did the sad songs you go through and like you just know that each song has its own personal attachment to the person and like you just respect that like hey that song makes this person sad I can't give them any any you know any anything about that but then when you when I was looking through these songs and I was like half of them I'm like so ready to give you guys shit for I'm like are you serious did you really put that song on there and it's like just so much it's so much easier to give you a harder time about being happy than it is being sad so uh jim i'm looking at you because i'm gonna i'm gonna call you out for something later but we'll, we'll okay. get to that in a little bit i uh and i have for, the happiest and, songs on the list and for the listeners you can go down to the show notes and uh the the playlist link will be there for the entire huge playlist which has hundreds of songs and usually i'd put this the the playlist on my uh, headphones while I'm riding my bike, but I'm not going to do that because there's so many bad songs on this playlist and I can't figure out how to skip forward on my earbuds. So it's dangerous for me to listen to this playlist. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry. Probably why you blew out your tire. It's probably why I blew out my tire is correct. Um, but anyway, we're going to go on. So here we go. Here's our first pick. And this is, uh, the happy song that Jim chose for Candy Claire's, uh, pick. Here we go. I'm going to edit this because it's coming out the wrong place. That's what she said. Don't worry. I won't hurt you. I only want you to have some fun. listen to candy you're muted by the way yeah so that is prince um 1999 but the fun fact of that is is that going back to our sad songs it was my dad's favorite song so we actually played that at his memorial service yeah (laughs) so we're just bringing that full circle um but yeah that's i definitely has a personal happiness meaning to me and um but it's also it's a it's a damn good song it'll get you get you moving well any print song will get you moving that's for sure um but yeah and also um 
Y2K, baby. <laughs> Y2K, remember that? How yeah. easy how easy that was compared to this? Yeah, yeah we're 20 years late on Y2K. Because yeah. we took action five years beforehand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think that uh, Prince 1999 is undeniably a good song. I don't think anybody can argue that it makes you feel good, right? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit something here. I don't recognize that intro. That kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Because <laughs> they probably cut that intro yeah, most of the time. Not radio, yeah. You know, it's like a 20-second intro, so I'm assuming there's radio radio edits of that. Um, but what's interesting is Jim's choice of songs that that uh, that you uh, don't find happy. Is that what it is? Is that how that it is? That is exactly it. And like I said, I think generally I actually like the songs better that I said are not happy, but I just feel like they're not happy. Well, let's find out. Here's uh, Candy's. I'm going to listen to this album on my way home. What, are we, what is that? That is God Save the Queen um, by the Sex Pistols. Um, so I'm a big, big punk nerd and love punk music. Before, so. Wait, sorry. Before we get into it, should I explain why I said it's not happy? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Okay. So Candy can kind of like respond to it. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever. Like, it's a great classic amazing song but um and it has a you know kind of like upbeat raucous feel but it's it's about how they feel like the queen and the regime in england is is fascist and they need to like rebel against that it's a super dismal outlook on life in the uk and it feels really angry yeah well i mean i definitely um see the parallels and how that song kind of fits in a little bit with where we are now. Um, and, um, I find that I like to recycle the rage. So take in the rage of that and then also be able to uplift yourself through the rage and that we are all collectively feeling that way right now. So, um, sort of like misery loves company a little bit. By the um, way, also, Recycle I, the Rage is a great yeah. band name. Is it, <laughs> is it like cathartic then? It is. And yeah. I've also taught myself to play the bass line for that. Yeah. That's cool. Candy's yeah. a bass player. Nope. I mean, it was no? like literally like downloading apps, watching videos. My fingers were bleeding. It was one of those things where I decided I had to learn this. <laughs> um, watching video nice. of Sid Vicious. And then didn't realize until after I was doing it for quite some time that he used a pick. So I could have been using a pick the whole time, but instead I was grinding my fingers into it. So yeah, you're right. It's not really a happy song. <laughs> There's well, some real, real th- bloodshed. <laughs> I think for me in particular, I find it to be a happy song because... You know, there's a lot of songs you don't really listen to the words to. You just have on their high energy. They make you tap your toes and you're feeling happy, even though it might be about how fascist, you know, and how horrible England is. Um, but also, you know, ripping on England makes me happy. I don't know about you guys. 
Um, but uh, you know, I fuck. Well, England. he says it's not about that. He hates England. He hates how they're being treated by the uh, the people in power. Well, well also, anyway, clearly, clearly, Jim Googled yeah. all these songs to try to yeah. figure out which songs were not actually happy. Well, during that time was the garbage strike. That's not so true. The streets were just littered <laughs> with garbage, and it was a damn mess when all that stuff was happening and when punk emerged. Amy, are you drinking mimosa? You're muted, but no, way. it's it's non-alcoholic orange juice. Oh, non-alcoholic. I'm switching between orange OJ, OJ and coffee. That's just orange juice. We're the coffee part of the day. It's just called orange juice. Uh, All right. So let's move on to the pick uh, for Amy that uh, Jim thought was happy. It might seem crazy what I'm about to say. What do we have there? So obviously that is Happy by Pharrell, which was the song you couldn't escape from like, I don't know, two, three, five <laughs> summers ago. What is time? Uh, but uh, first of all, thanks for putting that on there, Jim, because I know you don't yeah, like that I, song. I fucking, but that's, yeah, I said that's not what this is about. I hate that song. But, yeah. Why do you hate like, that song? You know, well, I don't, I like it because it's too like, don't, don't tell me to fucking be happy. Like do something to make me happy. Don't just be like, oh, put a smile on your face. That's kind of right. how I feel like it is. But like, like for me, so talk about you know, something that talk- makes me happy. Oh yeah. Like Sorry. talking about the personality of your picks, like most of my picks are things that do literally physically make me want to dance. Like the mm-hmm. kind that if it's on while I'm getting ready, it doesn't even matter if I've got like a curling iron in my hair. Like I can't stop my body from moving and like yeah. that's what makes me happy is songs like that that make me like just kind of want to jump around and 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 do silly things i want to say i just want to say about that song too because i'm kind of in uh jim's camp but i, I think i think it's a tribute to how good pharrell is like he's so talented that he took basically a bullshit pop song and actually made it toler- tolerable. Like I, I mean, I I don't hate it as much as I should because it is just like, ugh, are you kidding me? And then it got super popular. But like Pharrell is so good and so talented that the song actually is like, you know what? It's a pretty good song. What are you gonna do? It makes me happy. What what can <laughs> I say? I think it's a great song. Um, the next choice I am not sure about, um, <laughs> but uh, Jim's. Uh, uh, I do not like choice for Amy is. I like it. Not happy. Might be the greatest song of all time. Who are we listening to, Amy? Uh, it's Semi-Charmed Life, uh, Third Eye Blind. And um, so I have a pretty shoddy uh, defense of this because mm-hmm. literally as soon as I clicked it on the list, I was like, 
Oh shit, I think that's actually about drug addiction. Uh, but yes, I still is. really like it. <laughs> oh, sorry, Jim, yeah. Say why you- Oh why yeah, you... I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, look, the music is upbeat. I love the song. I was obsessed with it when it came out, the whole album. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to be kind of like subversive. Like the lyrics are about um, someone's descent into meth addiction. And, you know, just like how awful a toll that takes on your life. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Third Eye Blind does a lot of that. They do a lot of like it sounds happy and sounds upbeat, but a lot of their lyrics and their content is extremely dark. And uh, mm -hmm. Emilio is actually a diehard Third Eye Blind fan. So I'm sure I don't even know if he knew that. Oh, yeah, of course I knew that. I, mean, <laughs> this is Amy, this is I don't know if you song. knew this, but <laughs> this is Amy's song. So I'll let, she's going to talk yeah, about but it. Emilio but I, said I this is the best song of all time. No, and you you I, mean it? No, listen. I I I think this. I honestly, the album itself, Jim. I didn't realize you actually like the album. I'm yeah, obviously not a. I'm not a. I'm not an elitist music guy. I mean, I like, as Scott says, bad things. I legitimately think this album. I don't think there's many albums better. The album from top to bottom is unbelievable, and it stays within a theme. You know, and like, and it also it has some songs on it that are kind of super sad or sound sadding, like God of Wine. Um, but overall, like Nick is right. They like to do a lot of like upbeat type of stuff, but then they talk about drug addiction or they talk about loss and, and, and things like that. But I'll, I'll let Amy talk about the song itself. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this is not the greatest defense in the world. So I was a very wee last when this came out, very naive and sheltered growing up in, in the rural places and the radio edit of the song, you know, they do leap out a bunch of the stuff that actually very clearly lets you know it's about drugs and all the other stuff that if you were I guess smarter and more worldly than I was as a, a teenager that would give you the hint like didn't I didn't know like I literally didn't know until later that this song was about drugs I was just like again like what I like is things that make my body feel happy like things that just give me kinesthetic joy and the song is so like do 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 you know like you can't not get into it and yeah just it was sort of like i had already formed my happiness relationship with it before i knew what it was really about yeah but there's there's things in the lyrics too amy right like the 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 sand beneath my toes you know like stuff that sounds nice well right? and then that, yeah, oh, that was, along, yeah thank you that was my other part though is like Part of it is about the good parts about doing drugs. The reason we oh, do yes. drugs is because drugs make us happy. Yeah. He's describing how happy you feel when he's you been do up drugs. all night and he's just yeah. like sitting on the beach after fucking meth bender. Yeah, thanks, Emilio. That was uh, <laughs> that was another guys, key point. Amy, the lyrics itself do sound fun, but it's in the context mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. Like uh, he's he's about. Then he says, "I'm coming down," and yeah. then that's when it becomes like a roller coaster. Uh, Amy and anyone else, do you guys? Like, but this song particularly or any song, when you attach yourself, like, this is a happy song. I really like it. This makes me, this makes me laugh. This makes me dance. And then find out like, oh, this is about something really dark. Does that ruin it for you? I mean, has that happened, you know, with this song, Amy, or any other song? No, I actually, and you know, cause I was older when I learned about it. And like I said, first of all, drugs make you feel good. Uh, <laughs> but like, so that it just gave it like a deeper enjoyment to me so like it wasn't just like oh this is a very poppy song that i enjoy it was like oh this is a subversive poppy song that's actually talking about you know things and so i still get happiness from it on the superficial level but i also get like a second i actually like it more now that i know it's like a more complex song than i thought it was 
Well, with that said, I, we have to move on to Emilio's songs, um, which I'm sad to say is something that has to happen. Um, so, <laughs> Scott. Jim's, Jim's first choice for Emilio. Here we go. What do we have, Emilio? We have Cindy Lauper. Girls just want to have fun. Um, it's just a happy song, you know. It's just it's like uh, I, I, you know, it's I think like what Amy and Candy and uh, everyone else has said so far. It just makes you want to dance. Makes you doesn't. You, there's no way to sit and not like tap your toe when the song comes on. And you know, the video was uh, had Captain Lou, which was a uh, a big. You know, when I was a little kid, believe it or not, Nick, I was a big. Uh, wrestling fan uh growing up so especially the 80s like i loved hulk hogan and i loved uh mr wonderful and all those guys so it was cool to see captain lou in the video and you know and cindy lopper you know she came out you know in the 80s there was all these big female pop stars really coming out emerging like madonna and you had you know cindy lopper and you had you know some that were more flash in the pans like debbie gibson and and uh and tiffany and those kind of types but I uh, I thought Cindy Lauper was like the most different and unique one. She was so quirky and kooky. And funny thing about her is I remember when I heard this song, I really liked it. And then I started listening to some of her other stuff. And then I heard True Colors, which was like one of the saddest songs ever, which was kind of a kind of messed me a little bit. But uh, it's just a really fun song. And it's it's just makes you want to dance and get up. And, and there was also a movie called Girls Just Want to Have Fun, too, with Sarah Jessica Parker that I like was really into and Jonathan Silverman was in that too, who everyone said I looked like. So I don't know, just that song. I just always liked it's again, something you don't hear on the radio that much, but when it comes on, it, it puts a smile on your face and it makes you tap your foot. You know, I met Cindy Lauper once at the studio. I did a session. I, I, yeah. I did a session with her and one afternoon for Dr. Pepper. She did a Dr. Pepper commercial. How many takes? I, believe oh, I don't remember. Can she sing? I, uh, you know, she can sing. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I don't remember really. I, you know, it was one of those things where it was like a two hour thing and they did it yeah, like yeah. a, you know, but, uh, but she was very nice, you know, and she's still relevant. Has, Cindy Lauper. Yeah. Kinky you know. boots, right? Oh, she, yeah. she was in Broadway, I think for a little bit, I think, or she did music to some Broadway show, I think. But she Kinky also boots. has, there you go. And, uh, she lives out in Connecticut. Well, she has a place in the upper West and then she lives out in Connecticut. I mean, she's still very much involved in stuff. People would think that she's like some kind of like one hit wonder or whatever, but she's not. I will say, Amelia, your second choice, uh, which, um, I mean, you put 475 songs on. So out of the 400, <laughs> you might get lucky and get a good song. But this record, uh, was one of my favorite records when it came it, out. Um, and, uh, I'll just play it for you guys. This same. is, uh, Jim's, I don't like this song, mm -hmm. but he likes it song. Hey, 
What do we got? Well, that's Californication by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Jim, you're going to tell me why it's not a happy song? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, I mean, I agree with Scott totally. This is one of my favorite albums and songs, really. But it it, it is depressing as hell. Um, yeah, that's I mean, a one, really I mean, sad it, song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to know mean, what makes it happy for you. John, you know, it's 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 I like know, the return of, of John Frusciante, which was like amazing. You know, I, I remember when they came out, I was like, oh, geez. John Frusciante is back, but it was like he had just left the band the a couple years player. prior because of like drug addiction. Um, and then the whole song, I mean, just musically, it's I feel like the music is depressing, but then the lyrics are all about just like how everything's fake and bullshit and just like, you know, the penetration of like whatever, like fake Hollywood culture and into the world. Um, and it's it's just depressing. But I love the song. So I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely curious to know why uh, it made your list of happy songs. Well, I mean, I want to address that. But mm-hmm. the reason why I, I, it made my happy list is, uh, well, one, that album, just like you guys. I mean, I remember that album came out when I was, I think I was a junior in college. And it was right around time when I was like about to graduate. I was about a year out, out of graduating. Actually, may have been, yeah, late junior year. And I don't know. I, for me, anything. First of all, just Red Hot Chili Peppers is just everything they do you want to sing along to. And even like their sad stuff, like sure, I get the tempo, is, you know, is in the words. It's kind of like sad, right? I guess there's a little elements of that. But then there always seems to be just the way Anthony Kiedis sings. There's like an upliftingness to it. Um, and just anything California for me back then was like put me in a good mood because I don't know. When I hear the song, I just envision a beach and I, I get there's fucked up shit going on, but I just envision like hopefulness, a beach, it just I get an that. emergence to the way the song is. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, and even though, yeah, sure. He's talking about the fakeness of Hollywood and everything, but there's truth to that. And there's something kind of happy or, or not, maybe not happy, but there's something that's real about just speaking the truth. You know, even a song like, um, you know, under the bridge, which, you know, is right. I think it's about his friend dying of heroin. I mean, everyone sings to that song, you know, like there are certain songs that sound sad, but then there's elements to it where it's just like really kind of, it feels uplifting and Californication does that for me. Well, Maybe I think it's, it's, I think it's something California. There's something cathartic about that kind of thing that, that, you know, and, and uh, that can help you through a hard time to get back to happiness. So you know, like I, I agree. Like a lot of my songs are from the the perspective of being in the car and just relaxing and listening to music. So, you know, to try to forget about everything. So, I think this this would fall under that kind of category. That would be a good car song, driving in California about- with the with the top down, listening to that song. Like you could listen to that song and be happy. I get it. And I think, and the thing about the Chili Peppers was when that came out. When it came out, I think in ninety eight, ninety nine, they were already kind of considered kind of like an older band right like that yeah. I, I feel like that they album thought they was, were past their prime because they totally. had a shitty previous album yeah. that album was like a big surprise i feel like yeah. to people so i think i associate that album with redemption for a group that had been through a lot of shit and this was their way of just being like mm-hmm. you know what we're just fucking laying it out here we're just fucking speaking the truth and we're talking about shit that we know and for me just the the idea of that that whole thing just was like an uplifting and it makes me feel, but it puts me in a good mood. 
Well, I think Emilio did a really good job of explaining why that's happy to him because uh, going into this episode, I just naturally assumed he confused that song with Roller Coaster of Love. So, I, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad you I'm glad you explained it. Good uh, job. All right. Well, that. we're going to move on to my choices now. And here's my first happy song that Jim liked. And of course, that's Paul Simon's Graceland. And uh, I chose that song because it's undeniably happy. I think it makes everybody feel good. You know what I found interesting is a lot of the happy songs that come out or that were on this list start with really prominent bass lines. Isn't that weird? That's there's, interesting. There's something about like a, a hot, a, like a bouncy bass line. It's like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, like you're ready you to feel, party. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. You know, it's like a goofy yeah. type fun thing. Um, but, you know, I did a little Googling on the song because I didn't really know what it was about. But, um, Apparently, you know, uh, Paul Simon had come out of a long depression and was listening to a lot of South African uh, uh, music. Um, and this was actually recorded in Africa um, after this sort of long depression. So there's almost like this feeling of um, of uh, hopefulness uh, that comes from this song. And I don't know, it makes me feel good. And I love Paul Simon and all the recordings um, of Paul Simon are fantastic. Um, so that's why I chose this song. Anybody have anything else to add? Just that's great album, great song. Also a lot of controversy. We didn't like pay the backup singers or something, but is that right? It, there's a whole thing that's definitely worth reading up on about how he paid them a very small sum of money and they kind of like set the whole tone of the album. Yeah, no shit. I mean, that was what Lady Smith Black Mombazo was I'm not sure. I if, think so, yeah. Um but I mean, maybe maybe cuz there's like 300 members of that group. Yeah, right. <laughs> so they had to disperse it amongst the 300 of them. Um, I mm -hmm. don't know. But okay, so we'll move on to my next song, uh, which uh, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know why you thought this wasn't happy, but I find it happy. <laughs> That's Derek and the no Dominoes, uh, and the song is Layla. Jim, I'd love to know your uh, thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty simple. Like, the song is very overtly about how Eric Clapton is in love with George Harrison's wife, and he can't be with her. They did eventually... <laughs> she did eventually leave him, like, 10 years later and marry Eric Clapton. But um, I, I just think there's a lot of, like, pain in his voice and the guitar solo at the end which i think is Dwayne allman is just like i think there's a lot of sadness in the song even though it's it, it's very upbeat i don't think it's a you know i should say there's a lot of energy in the song but i don't think it's it's happy energy well i think uh to combat that one 
the there's I don't think there's a correlation between pain like there's no like you can have pain and happiness at the same time. So like, you know, you can be going through something rough and still be a happy person, right? Also, mm-hmm. I think the general feel of the song is hopeful. You know, maybe there's this hope that, oh, one day I'm going to marry this girl, which he ended up doing. And then also the car, the car test. I mean, tell me you can't put that song on really fucking loud in in a convertible driving down, you know, on, on the West Coast, listening to that on a beautiful sunny day. You're fucking feeling good, dude. That shit's going to put you in a good mood. You know what I mean? Um, you Again, so many songs, I'm not listening to the lyrics. I'm just listening to how it makes me feel, you know, so... Uh, again, there can be pain and happiness in the same sentence because I just put it in the same sentence. Was Harrison's <laughs> wife uh, was Harrison's wife's name really Layla? No, 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 no. no. The, the, the name of the song, which I didn't know, but I looked it up, um, came from an ancient Arabic story with the same uh, with that same theme of some mm-hmm. someone who was in love with a girl, and she she had to she was like forced into a marriage with someone she didn't love. So when I read uh, when Jim sent the notes around this morning, so we could you know, mount our defenses if we mm-hmm. needed to. I completely forgot about the original version of Layla. The first thing that came into my mind mm-hmm. was the Eric Clapton unplugged. And I was <laughs> like, oh my God, is Scott going to kill himself? He thinks this is a happy song. But then I <laughs> like, to your point, Scott, I, I started, and I was like, oh no, original version. And like, just thinking about it, not even listening to it. Like while I was brushing my teeth, I was like, yeah, like, I think it's, I think it's got something there. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm Amy. I'm glad you brought up the unplugged version because last week I was saying that most acoustic songs are sad. If you make it acoustic, it's going to get sad. However, I would disagree that I think Layla, the the unplugged version, isn't that sad of a song. I think it's actually really? it's a pretty good song. And I think that kind of it's also helped. after he married her. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, it I mean, like us. I don't know that really that when I hear that unplugged version, maybe it's because it was from that same session when he did Tears in Heaven mm. unplugged, which is like, oh my god, I'll cry my fucking brains out. Uh, that song, the acoustic version, does hit me in the sad part, not the happy part. Isn't that also that song also uh, like the breakdown? And that's uh, from the scene in Goodfellas, right? When they just start discovering all the bodies. Yeah. Just good, good, uh, good call. It's funny, you know, throughout this whole thing, I think I put so many, I think I put so many songs down because I kept thinking of songs that actually made me cry. Uh, And I was like, fuck, I should add that song. So I went even more gung ho on adding all the happy songs. That's a good one, Amy. Tears in Heaven. Did anyone even put that down for the sad ones? That would have been a really good one, though. No, Uh, but what up? Did anybody put that song, uh, you know, the guy that like does all the stuff with his mouth? Don't worry. worry, Bobby McFerrin? Bobby McFerrin. Did anybody put that? No, I just thought no. of that too. Yeah, somebody should have put that no. shit on, man. Yeah. All right, we're yeah. going to move on. Uh, we have Nick's choices now. Here's Nick's happy choice. That, of course, is Katrina and the Wave um, knocking on sunshine. Uh, walking. Walking on sunshine. <laughs> excuse me. Um, that song, I mean. I mean that, is that an ode it. to the Duster Girl? 
What? <laughs> I was going to say, that is that one you know, potentially depressing movie. element of the song. But. You know the duster thing on oh, YouTube where she's... From Intervention. She's, yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, this song, if anyone, you know, everyone probably knows it from uh, Look Who's Talking, which is a great scene in that movie. But, of course, to stay in theme with this episode and the podcast, um, Jack Black's character in High Fidelity comes in with the Monday morning mixtape, and he puts it on. He starts dancing around. Mm. Every time I hear the song, I think of that scene. And it makes me smile from grin from ear to ear because it's just such a good scene. It's so fun. The song in general, you know, when I was DJing and, you know, I'm playing like whatever bullshit top 40 and everyone wants to hear Drake, I would drop this song and the entire place would go nuts for it. Like they would like laugh and dance. And some people never heard it before and they would still like it. The song, I think the song uh, stands the test of time. And I love it. I think I think everyone is in agreement that this is a fantastic, fantastic happy song. And I'm I know Jim put it on as the happy song because he also agrees with me. But yeah, yeah the video I, is, it's like I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> Have you? Guys yeah, Nick, I had a uh, <laughs> I, I had a bunch of songs that I was kind of like looking through your list for. I'm like, oh, well, I really love this song. And I was looking at Shout because it's also the song they play when the Bills score a touchdown in Animal House. That great scene. Um, but you know, I was just like, there's no way I could pick another song besides walking on sunshine for your happiest song. I mean, by the way, congrats on digs, uh, Jim. Thank you. Uh, and Jim, I'm glad you brought that up because that's actually going to, uh, tie into the next song. So I'll wait. Mm -hmm. But, uh, a lot of, a lot of the songs that I put on the list, I encourage people to, uh, look at the list when, after the show's over, Uh, a lot of them came from when I was DJing and just the songs that I would play that make a room full of 400 people lose their mind and one big party, you know, frat house, animal house, you know, crowded club scene where you would play a song and everybody stopped what they were doing and sang along or danced to, or, you know, it was just a lot of, a lot of it um, was good. It was a fun uh, uh, throwback to when I was DJing in the city and having a really good time. So a lot of good party songs and sing-alongs on this list. So I encourage everyone to listen to that side note on the song that Jim, uh, wasn't a fan of for the happy playlist. The, uh, album cover of this is quite, um, it works for the uh, pandemic that we're going through. If you guys take a look at that album cover, um, it's somebody Hmm. wheeling somebody in a, uh, in a, uh, hospital bed. Uh, so let me play that. I want Jim to explain why he thinks that's not a happy song. And then I will retort. Absolutely. I mean, unlike some of the other ones I sort of dug into here, I don't think Nick had any like explicitly sad songs, but and I didn't really say, I felt like the mood of yours versus everyone else were like, they were like good, like pump up sports songs, like something you'd hear like wrestling for third down, you know, at, yeah. at, at a, in a football stadium, which are great. They pump you up. They give you adrenaline. I just didn't view them as like something that puts a smile on your face. And, um, I felt like song two fit perfect into this. Again, I love this song. I loved it when it came out. 
Um, but I, I think it has like a kind of, you know, it's kind of like a almost like parody of grunge music. Um, and it seems really sarcastic and also a little like anxious. It's the guys, I mean, there's not a lot of lyrics, but he says he's on pins and needles. Um, and just musically, it's just very aggressive. Uh, well, I mean, you mean, you're, you're right. Nothing you just said was wrong. Um, but you know, you're not a huge hockey fan and this song is, you know, to go with sport, the sports theme. This is the song that a lot of teams in court, uh, including the Pittsburgh Penguins, which I am a fan of, uh, when they would score a goal, you would, the entire stadium, you just hear woohoo and the place would go nuts. So obviously I've related that to, um, happiness. Um, there's a lot of sports songs I put mm. on the list as well. Um, but as to go back to your uh, point, they uh, this band made this song with Ric Flair in mind, which is awesome. It's uh, amazing. And, and then uh, they pretty much made it for EA Sports. Like they made this song specifically for like a, 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 sp- a sporting game that, you know, would make people um, happy. So if anybody who's ever been to a hockey game and when your team scores and they play this this song, of course it's going to make you happy. Uh, but a lot of songs I put on that were very sports related. Uh, Gloria is on there for all the St. Louis Blues fans that I put that on the list. Uh, a, an interesting song that I put on is Queen's uh, "We Are the Champions." If you listen to that song, not knowing what's going on, it's not that happy. Oh, it's sad as fuck. Related- to yeah. related to, <laughs> like uh, winning a championship. Every time someone wins a championship, they play it, you automatically get happy. So I thought that was an interesting one. But yeah, I think sports had a lot to do with the, the happy, uh, happy list. And I'm glad you picked this song so I could explain that because this is definitely, definitely a happy song if you are a hockey fan. Why did the Blues play Gloria? I don't know. I asked Matt Lodge that. Shout out to Matt Lodge out there in St. Louis. Uh, he, I asked him, hey, Matt, why would you guys – the blues decide this song and his simple response was because it's awesome. So I don't know. I guess that's, well, I will I say this I, not to derail the podcast, but this is the pinch music podcast, not the sports music podcast. Well, there you go, go ahead, Amy. I, uh, I think this is interesting. It's like, we're almost doing sociology right now too. Like to Jim's point of seeing personalities, but beyond that, that, that you know, Emilio is talking about how catharsis feels happy for him. So a song that fe- might appear sad, is actually happiness inducing. And like for Nick, you know, kind of the way Jim described it is like, yeah, the song gives me adrenaline, but not happiness. But that is a rush of chemicals to your brain, kind of like dopamine or serotonin either way. So like that, it's really interesting to see kind of the different paths to happy. Dopamine yeah, totally. is another third eye blind song, uh, Ames, in one of their later albums. Yeah. Um, so we're going to move on to the next. Uh, this is Andrew and Ella, uh, his child, who is sitting on his lap. Uh, this is their first pick. Here we go. Well, Drew, we all know that's just a legendarily happy song, right? 
Earth, Wind, and, and Fire, September. Obviously, because it's in the happy section. That's uh, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, I mean, it almost speaks for itself, but two things that that song brings me back to is, I don't know if you guys have ever met my mom. She's very reserved, very quiet, very chill, a bit antisocial. And this is one of her favorite songs. And actually, I just kind of described myself. Yeah. Uh, this is one of her favorite songs. And whenever it would come on, you would see her smiling, jumping around, you know, singing along to it and dancing. And that made me happy. And you could just see that it was happy for her. And, you know, growing up, I was always listening to that song, too. And it also bring me to a happy place and make me sing and dance as well. The other thing is, that's the song that my bridal party and myself came out to at our wedding. So the wedding by itself is just one of the happiest days of my life. And hearing that song just bring me back to that as well. I was going to so, say, this is a very famous wedding song. And your wedding was a lot of fun. A bunch of us were there, right? We're Nick and Emilio. You guys were there. Amy, Nick, were Emilio, there? Amy, you. Amy was there. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know, what's funny is uh, one of my best friends, uh, who you guys know, Joe, he and his wife had one, they had one request to their band at their wedding, and it was to not, not play September. <laughs> so when I saw that, oh, I started laughing because... Oh. Tell him to I stop coming around the club. I a lot worse wedding songs than that. <laughs> well, because, because their view was that it was such a, a wedding. You just hear all the weddings. Yeah. And I thought that was funny because it is, without a doubt, a very happy song. <clears throat> Little but known yeah. fact about that wedding is they did the Cupid Shuffle for 40 straight minutes. Yeah. And I have a great video of Christina dancing to uh, Bye Bye by NSYNC. Anyway, it's a whole other. I, I actually looked at the picture of my myself and my family uh, Heather posted it as a who who are you quarantining with for or whatever that is, and it was a picture from your wedding, and I was skinny as fuck and I looked fantastic. And who took that picture, Scott? And now I'm, you did. That was when portrait mode first came out. Emilio took that picture. That was a good I, wedding. I had a lot of fun at that wedding. Um, but that might here, be the only good picture I've ever taken. Yeah, here's the uh, here's the uh, not so happy song that Jim thinks by Nick by Andrew. What do we got there? That's uh, Feel Me Flow by Naughty by Nature. I think that's a great song. Jim, talk to me, man. Talk to me. So listen, I, I had, I mean, I said this, uh, you know, in our chat beforehand, um, you know, Drew and also Amy to some degree, although Amy gave me a bit of a layup with Semi-Charm Life. I was almost in full agreement with your list. I didn't see, there was nothing that I was like, oh, this, this isn't really happy. So I just kind of picked the one that I thought was out of the list. Oh, Nick's giving me a head shake. All right. Um, that I, I was like, this is, you know, out, out of the ones you did pick, I just want to hear more about why you picked this one. Cause I could not find one in your list. That was, that wasn't happy. So this song, it's actually my introdu introduction into hip-hop. I spent a lot of time listening to reggae and Motown as a kid. 
because of mama. She didn't want to be listening to rap because she thought it was the devil. Um, wow. And, you know, it was the first song and the beat itself is very, uh, very, it makes you happy, makes you want to jump and bounce around a little bit. Even when it came on, you could see Emilio, Nick kind of bouncing their heads. You know, it gives you that positive vibe. I mean, the lyrics, yes, are gritty, but you could tell Tretch after this song, he was dropping bars and he was like, I killed it. And what rapper isn't happy after he feels like he just destroyed that track? Yeah. And, I'm sorry, lost my train of thought. The other thing about it is it is an amazing, you know, I'm talking for the black community here. You don't go to a black barbecue and you don't hear that song. That song comes on, everybody jumps up, everybody is like uh, rapping along to it. It's just one of those songs for the black community. And even, mm -hmm. even if you go to the music video, if you ever watch the music video, before the video even starts, everybody's hot. It's summer. They're hot. They're sweaty. They're like throwing water in themselves. They're like dread. They want to go inside. And then the beat drops. And then all of a sudden, water spark, water guns, girls are taking off their shirts. Everybody's happy. They're splashing water in themselves. Tretch comes on and everybody just loses their mind. I mean, great track. Happy song, man. Dude, not, not, naughty by nature, man. I mean, again, like another, they're one of those rap, uh, rap groups that they seem really tough and rugged, but their music was very uplifting, at least in terms of the beat and everything. I mean, you're down with OPP, even um, uh, Gangster, um, Gangster Paradise, not so much, maybe. But, uh, but Coolio, I mean, you're 100% right. I mean, Drew, I remember when Naughty by Nature came out, it was in the early 90s for me. And I was in seventh grade, and that's when, like, you know, dude, I, my friends and I were obsessed with, like, you know, all that, you know, crisscross and, and you know, uh, Digital Underground and Naughty by Nature. But Naughty by Nature looked like this tough group of guys, but their songs always were, like, so, like, you know, hip-hop hooray, just fun to, like, dance to. Yeah. And, to. and you're right, all their videos were, like, at cookouts. Or, like, yeah, them, like driving around. Good time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say I would say this is that uh, when I was going through the hundreds of songs that are on this playlist, the one song that I saw that I immediately was like, "Oh, that's such a good song!" was this song, uh, "Feel Me Flow" by Naughty by Nature. And so the fact that Jim picked it as a not happy song is the reason why I was shaking my head so vehemently. Okay. But I didn't. I don't know if you heard what I was saying. I didn't. I don't think it's a not happy song. I just thought the other ones were like. So happy that I was like, well, I guess I'll pick that for Drew. I, I thought, damn you, you Jim. With the music video too, because that one. Because yeah. now every time I hear the song, it's just like you feel like you're in that party vibe where everyone's having a good time together. And yeah. The music video had a lot to do with that. Well, I mean, this brings us to the last uh, choices we have, and I will remind you: if you're not talking, please mute yourself because we're getting some feedback issues with Zoom. Um, but Jim, we had to choose. I guess I ended up choosing. Uh, the song that I liked of Jim and then the song that uh, I, you know, could commit suicide to um, <laughs> from various different reasons, which Nick, of course, likes. But here's Jim's first song.
have there, Jim? Um, so that is Love the One You're With, which is the Isley Brothers cover of the Stephen Stills or Crosby Stills and Nash song. Um, I mean, it's just one of my favorite all-time songs. Um, you know, if, if you haven't heard the, ver- the Crosby Stills and Nash version off of Four Way Street, which is a live album, you would have you to hear it. I feel like that's almost the standard version of the song, um, more so than the original uh, studio version. Um, and I only discovered this this cover version like a year or two ago, and it just like immediately grabbed me. I'm like, this is a, like this is amazing. Like the their vocals are as good or better than Crosby, Stills and Nash. It's so soulful. I mean, obviously it's the Isley Brothers, um, and you know the song is just it's just about love. Like I don't I don't know what could be happier than that. And even if you can't be with the love you with the one you love, uh, love the one you're with. Mm. that's beautiful jim you know that's it's, it's also i think a great theme for right now when we can't be you know with everyone that we want to be with it's kind of the opposite of layla <laughs> yeah that's true good point well um i think we're gonna go to our last song here um which is a song that i did not approve of uh here we go <laughs> but it's happy as hell That's Cheeseburger in Paradise by Jimmy Buffett. Let me just say, the reason I hate this is because it makes me feel shitty. Uh, because <laughs> it reminds me of some shitty fucking bar in like Cancun or some stupid place in the Caribbean. I am not a fan of the Caribbean. I don't like water. I don't like beaches. I don't like uh, people sitting around listening to Jimmy Buffett, eating fucking fried chicken and French fries, drinking mar- margaritas. And you know what and I mean? Like smiles too. That, smiles. that nasty. God doesn't like because like he's, he's miserable. That nasty, that nasty fucking bar <laughs> smell and like old God dudes. just said he doesn't Ugh. like happiness. No, yeah. I'm just look, Jimmy Buffett makes me, I don't like it water. I don't depressed. like beaches. It makes me think of Rainforest Cafe and you know and and Jimmy Buffett Land or whatever. Yeah, yeah Margaritaville. Wow, how yeah, horrible which are is that? All fantastic places. Oh God, it's so depressing. Margaritaville's great. They got every flair. time the Heather's like, let's, let's go to the Caribbean. I'm like, why? Every fucking the place song, in the Caribbean is the, the same as the other that place. Jim put on. This is a, this is a really good one. Uh, so Scott, I have, I think everyone disagrees with you that this is yeah. the uh, not a happy song. But I, I, I will I, say this, Jim. You put on Lizzo. Are you serious, bro? What are you, a 15-year-old girl? What does that even me? mean? Lizzo? Exactly. Were you the one saying I look down on people's music taste, Nick? No, I know <laughs> I do. That's why I was, I was ready. I was, wait, I, I want to. I, I was like, well, Lizzo? Did, did, you know, did, I'll tell you. Wait, first of all, I'll tell you about Lizzo. Last night, I was looking at the playlist. I'm like, no one fucking put on Lizzo. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so because I, we're I all But I'm feeling good. as Nick, listen to the song and tell me how you feel afterwards. I hate it. Probably how Scott feels after <laughs> hearing about a delicious cheeseburger. Okay, look, the song, I mean, just as an office, like, I I mean, I I would think Scott can relate to this, are fucking getting Burger Garage, which is this amazing burger place by our office, which we can no longer go to, is amazing. I know for a fact Scott has ordered it during quarantine at the office. One time. Baby, how you Um, feeling? It made him feel good as hell. Baby, how you feeling? 
pretty awful. Um, it, the song, I mean, everyone's already said it. it's like it's just about partying and having a good time, being hedonistic and eating delicious food that's not fancy. Everyone can relate to loving um, with a big beer. No, I know, just but not it, worrying about being healthy. You know what it is? It's shit. like it's flora. Jimmy Buffett is. It's a huge party scene. It, yeah, it's like you're going, you're going the gator heads. I think they call them. You're going gator hunting in your truck, and you're listening to Jimmy Buffett, Margaritaville. Woo! You know, like fuck nice. me. Oh, I grew yeah, up that with these so people. Happy. I grew up with these people. These are my people. <laughs> Very all much. Right, candy. <laughs> right. Is that there's an a reason you're not or there. You hate it? Not at all. It's the opposite of that. <laughs> oh. This is Courtney's people. Courtney is currently <laughs> with Jimmy She's Buffett. Adam Margaritaville. Right is he now? still alive? Is who? She's a parrot head. Uh, Jimmy Buffett. Is, is he still alive? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He made he a, a, I, I, no, I he just made remember a he had a big story like five, ten years ago where his bus got busted with like like 50 pounds of, of, of mushrooms or yeah, something like that. Right. I'm like, wow. He made a what, cameo what a in uh, Jurassic World. He was uh he was the one running with the margaritas at Margaritaville. Yeah. Well, listen, we've come to the end of the podcast. Um, thank you all for being here and listening. Um, I, I encourage you to go to uh the show notes and you can listen to the all the playlists. We've we've had some really fun playlists over the last couple weeks in quarantine. Uh, so check out all the playlists. Please subscribe if you can on iTunes and leave a review. Um, also, this has all been brought to you by the Paper House Network, uh, where you can find the shows The Gone Girls, um, as, as well as the Carrie Allen Picture Show, uh, which is a, a show about film, and the New York Comedy Club podcast, which is hosted by the ear himself, uh, Nick. And um, Amy is on quite a few episodes as well, and and uh, dare I say she is a co-host, but I'm not sure what the arrangement is now because it's constantly changing. Um, but <laughs> listen to that podcast. Um, and of course, Pinch Music Podcast. Amelia, what is the, uh, how would you describe the Gone Girls? It's a recently added uh, podcast. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a podcast featuring Sean Elaine and uh, Ankara Martinez and sometimes Savone when she chooses to use that last name. Uh, but the podcast, the podcast is, it's just meant to be, you know, uh, a fun podcast where they invite different types of people, not just comedians, and they end it with like a, a fun little sketch. So they, they essentially will alternate writing sketches for their guests. Their guests have no idea what the sketch is going to be about. And that's kind of a big element of it, of just to kind of go, go with it and uh, just kind of have some fun. So it's, you know, it's, it's a podcast just about like the pressures of life, about, you know, escaping some of the pressures or how to deal with some of the pressures. And then they kind of top it off with a fun little sketch uh, that, it, you know, their guests really, really dig it. That's an element that I think is really different. And, uh, you know, Shauna and, and Ankar have a really good dynamic, good chemistry. They know each other for a really long, long time. And um, they both have really interesting perspectives on stuff. So it's well, a thank fun you. addition to the network. Uh, thank you very much. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. And we will see you next week for another Panels with Panels. Thanks for listening to the Pinch Music Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please do us a favor. Subscribe and leave a review. Also, check out the show notes for links and playlists curated by the ear himself and make sure you check out pinchrecording.com